0: This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale.
1: Ten knives in your back. Ten (laughs) knives in your back. (gasps) Spiders crawling up and down your back. Snakes slithering up and down your back. Tight squeeze. Cool breeze. Now it's time for Bacon Sale. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
0: Woo. Yay.
1: Apologize first of all. What? What? Why? Because can't you actually? Di- I didn't realize this until like a little too late. But you did kind of that intro back on episode eighty, the Pyramid Part Two. Yeah, Kent and I were
2: actually really upset about that. Remembers
1: that I did because I was doing it and I was Can like, I remember Kent doing a different version of this because your version was a little different than mine.
3: Yeah, because you a get little the better? chills at the said? end of mine. I did. Well, Some people oh, get yeah, the EBGs, yeah, yeah. You get the chills as well.
1: Yeah, I got the chills from that.
3: Uh, no apologies, because I've replicated so many of my own intro. So it's going to always you, it's gonna happen. Sorry to use original and never borrowed from anyone else. Sure. Well, that's true. Everyone is unique, Dude, the <laughs> like about a broken snowflake. The first yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Cell. I am
1: Joel. I'm Kent <laughs> and Jacob. We'd like to thank you for. <laughs> I listening. am Joel. No, you're not. You're Jacob. <laughs> oh, so I am, I am Joel. Jacob. Uh, we'd like to thank <laughs> you for listening to our witches show that we had last time, or should witches show? Yeah, yeah. bubble bubble toil and trouble. Uh, we got a lot of uh, a lot of support, a lot of fun, a lot of comments. People were enjoyed the show, and uh, there was one uh, comment I want to bring up here uh, from Cruho Dutler. Uh, i got a okay. picture of Cujo there was it. Krujo? Crujo. Crujo. I was doing a Spanish accent. Crujo. <laughs> Crujo.
0: Crujo uh, Dutler.
1: He said, This is what I love about, he said, talking about the witch episode. This is what I love about Bacon Cell. I learned valuable info about how to repel witches. Now I know that the horseshoe over my door needs to point up so I can fill the U with ketchup
3: yeah i think that's that would It's a good takeaway yeah if you learned anything from bacon cell this year let that be it yeah put the horseshoes (laughs) above your doors up (laughs) so you can fill them with smeared in ketchup yes so speaking of crujo uh i would actually like to (laughs) thank him and many other people uh who have supported the show this past week it's been a week it has been and And honestly thank you everyone for supporting us and, and just your willingness your kind kind shout outs your responses to us we really did appreciate it thank you and do appreciate it thank you so much yeah and so like whether you just reached out to any of us personally or patreon like uh, just it's been overwhelming for all of us here yeah. so i will start with crew detler himself he went from three dollars that's tier three to $25 a listener category. We have Crew Dutler joining the ranks. He's got so he's he's now in the list category. He gets so many more. Are we
2: going to count how many kissograms you were sent this week, or is that a separate list? Seven.
3: Seven. Oh gosh, I thought it was in the 20s. Yeah, I know. no, I'm not going to over embellish on that one. Seven. (laughs) Okay. Joining him, and every one of these people have joined the listener category actually. Wow. So we have from $13 Tier 1 to $25, Sean Sandquist. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Sean, you rock. Thank you so much. Also, from $13 Tier 1 to $25 listener, Braden Winterton. Thank you, Braden. What a rock star. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. Also. That's a strong name. I don't know if you guys have. Tier 1 name is what you're saying? Winterton. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, but his name is Spencer Larson. He schooled us Spencer once in a quiz show. Larson. Did he? Or did he cheat his okay. way to win? He cheated, but at the same time, he, <laughs> he had the fastest finger. He was. He did have a very fast uh,
1: finger. He is, he is, if you don't know, he is the listener. The, with The capital, capital L. The listener. listener. Yeah. We should
3: make him a t-shirt. And so he went from $8 tier He'll 2 He'll get one if he's, a patron, if he's a $25 patron. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so true. $25 listener, Spencer Larson, thank you. And we had new patrons as well. Once again, overwhelming. We can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much. So we have Eva Marie Pearson. She is an eight dollar tier two patron. Thank you, hey thank Eva, Eva Marie. We've got some We're fun, glad you're here. Very fun content coming your way. Also, yes, those two two patrons they get video reviews. Yes, absolutely. So and also we have two joining the tier one category. That's thirteen dollars. Casey Davies. Casey Davies, she's made me some shirts in the past. They've kind of made me laugh, especially with the timing. <laughs> I appreciate you personally so much. We love you so much. Yes, and the, I was going to say, the Tier 1 fans, they get uncut versions of Bacon Slap episodes when we release Yeah, those. behind the bacon and joining her is Matches Malone. I love that name. Matches Malone. Mysterious. Another person joining the listener category, $25. Infendo Radio Steve Peacock. Steve has been a friend for years. Definitely and the name his mother gave him. Yeah, Steve Peacock. <laughs> Infendo Radio is the podcast. Go check it out. Nintendo, all Things Nintendo. It's awesome. So, honestly, thank, thank you. you. This week's been t- rough, and you guys have been very brave for supporting us. And, yeah, we, we can't thank you enough. And, and even, we I can't wait say, to see you guys around honestly
1: and not necessarily i was going to say not even necessarily if you've uh, donated a patreon we'd love you for that but even those who just reached out thank you sincerely we really do appreciate it yeah i, I can't even describe it and speaking of you should mention see you around mm-hmm. uh, speaking of seeing you around uh we are what? going to once again
3: do our quick wits bacon cell night yeah or is it bacon cell quick wits night can I we officially it. call this an annual thing like the second annual Sure. Night. Okay. That let's, seems let's right. That feels that. right.
1: Yeah. I was going to say we had such a fun time last year with you guys uh, last November actually, uh, doing um, a night where we all get together. You get to come see Quickwit Quick show. You know they perform every every Saturday no, in Midville, no. as you know. Uh, if you want to find me, <laughs> no, no, no. We're not doing oh, is it over? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not <laughs> yeah, yet. yet. <laughs> uh, but so there's that, uh, and so we're going to do it again. Save the date for November 16th, Saturday, November 16th. Well, more details will be coming forward, but we just want to let you know, uh, give you as, as much notice as possible as this is our last
2: show that will, uh, last full show that will air But we'll definitely in have some incentives to help you go, Baking Sale listeners. Absolutely. Yes.
3: And we packed the house last time, so just be ready. Show up, you know. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. It was actually
2: it. really cool. I mean, we had a big group picture last time. We got yeah. to shake hands. And yeah, honestly, Yeah, so it's it's show, be, it's nobody be a leave because
3: some people left right after the show. We're like, picture, and some people already left. But yep. I can't wait to do this again. Last year's show. And I haven't been to see your so, show since then, Joel. And I'm really it's sorry, fun. but it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so November 16th, Saturday, November
1: November 16th, QuickWits Bacon Sale QuickWit night or QuickWitz Bacon. And Bacon-Sell more night. details to come over the next few weeks and yeah. on social media as well. Yep. To look forward to that. But that's not what we're talking about today.
2: What are we talking about today, Jacob? The Terrible Tens. The... What was <laughs> it I said before? Uh, decade, decade Dance. dance. <laughs> the Decade Dance. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. No. I don't know if that
3: has any content whatsoever. Joke now.
2: So we're going to talk about the... We're going to discuss the horror films. Yes. This is our, our final... Tens. As we said, this is our
1: final full episode of the Halloween season, which we love. Uh, and we want to kind of end big. And so Kent had this idea... And uh, you want to do a couple more of these shows, right?
3: I do. And we'll see how this one pans out. Maybe this will be the last one. But I don't know if people knew this, but we're reaching the end of the decade very, very soon. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds weird because it's almost 2020 and that seems like the appropriate end. But the official end of the decade happens at the end of December. And so I want to go back and I do this anyways. I make lists. Just in my spare time. It is soon. It's crazy to think but, the decade's ending. we may cover action movies or drama or... You, it's up to you. I want to start this show with the best horror films of horror. the last decade.
2: So 10 for 10? Yes. Is 10 for idea? 10.
3: All right. 10 for 10. That's going to be cool. It, we might have to call the show 10 for 10. Like 30 for 30. It's a sports reference. This is true. Yeah. Sport sports. reference. Uh, so sometimes there's a ball. Anybody? Okay. Yeah. Sometimes like there's like a, a puck thing. Whatever. It's like jazz, a coaster. It's Um, Can can I tell you, (laughs) by the way,
1: can can I tell you, by the way, that when you said uh, the best 10 movies from the last decade, I was like, 10 movies from the last decade? Just can't even like 10 movies in the last decade. I was like, what (laughs) what modern classics are there in 10 years? For horror. Is that what you're saying? For horror, yeah. And I was like, what what could there possibly, oh, oh, that one's good. Oh, I like that one too. Yeah. And I had to do the thing where I had to start cutting out ones that I actually like to make my list of 10. And it wasn't easy
3: you had to kill your nice. darlings is that what you're saying i did have to kill some of my That's darlings. great i can't wait to hear about those darlings so we're
1: going to give these recommendations to you and these are uh, not necessarily all bacon cell approved but at least
3: kent or joel approved yeah we didn't run these lists by each other so well, yeah, we do have that list on Patreon, a little bit though be of be bacon sale
2: approved movies yeah these
3: movies may have to be added to that so, so, so let's go
1: from worst to first but none of these worst. are that bad yeah these are our top 10 keep in mind we're well, starting we, we do some honorable mentions i have some ones that i could bring up that are bad but I can't since this is your idea. Let's, why, don't, why don't you let
2: yeah, do
3: Let's do it. Ten is always my hardest one because it's the the last one to make the list, except for honorable mentions, and so I have to make sure it's kind of divisive. And if I really like it or not, I could. Ah, man, I'm just gonna go with it. It's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. As you should. Mm -hmm. Jake, have you seen this one? I have. It's great. So this one is from 2010. I will give the plot synopsis. Please do. Affable hillbillies, Tucker and Dale, are on vacation at their dilapidated mountain cabin when they are mistaken for murderers by a group of preppy college students. So this one stars Alan Tudyk, Tyler Labine, and this one came out right at the beginning of this decade. Yeah. And just as the description says, these guys are total rednecks uh they're stereotypical Mm. campy even this is a straight-out horror comedy yes comedy first not really scary but there's some blood and guts that will really thrill you Um, yes there is are people thrilled by blood and guts because i feel like in this movie they should be i think so my mom always said people were (laughs) she's so sweet that woman (laughs) but yeah so this one is there's a bunch of preppy college students as it says and these preppy college students see these rednecks in the woods as they're gonna kill us Mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to do? And these rednecks have no idea what's going on. But death seems to happen everywhere around them where they could easily be blamed for being slashers in a horror film. Right. But they're total accidents. They even accidentally kidnap one of the women and she becomes like the lead okay, character. So accidentally kidnapped. They save the woman. They, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. But, but everyone sees it as, as a kidnapped. kidnapping. Yeah. But this one is an absolute yeah. joy. It is. It really
2: is. And you see like there's like these horrific deaths and it shocks the the characters just as much as the viewer. It it's does. like, "Oh no, 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 no." <laughs> you know? But and it's it, like the worst, you know, horror death ever.
1: And I will say if you plan on watching this one, don't watch the trailer because yes. this is one where the trailer Basically shows all the deaths. Oh, it does! It really, really does. Like I went, I went into the movie going, "Oh yeah, I've seen all these." And then yeah, so don't watch the trailer. Just know that it's a hilarious uh, horror comedy. Yeah, and I, the, the, I'll the, give this one a bacon
3: sell approval. Okay? Yeah, I mean the, the premise is so simple, and like honestly, should be like a thirty minute short. But these two leads, like Tyler Levine and of course Alan Tudyk, who is amazing, they sell it. And, yeah. like, even though they're playing these character Alan types. Alan being washed from Firefly and Serenity. Yes. And
1: Tyler Levine being Sock from, what was that show about the, de- the devil? The oh, Reaper.
3: Yeah. I like, that's your reference, but I totally follow you on that from, one. Yeah. Going to this one, like you said, without really knowing, this one is so great on repeat viewings. A lot of these, I'm going to say, get new people to watch it every time you watch it. It's always fun to watch a movie with someone else that hasn't seen it. Yeah. But so yeah. much fun. It is a ton of fun. This is probably the most joyous movie on the list and the least scary for me. Okay. Yeah.
2: So yeah, there's not much. I can't remember. Is there even a scary
3: factor? At the very end, they oh, try at to make it. Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That part's not the memorable part. No, it's, it is. It's no. the, the journey no. of following the guys through the confusion. You right. Know? Yeah. All right, Joel, you have a Large.
1: number 10? I do. And like you said, number 10 is a hard one because it's, it's the one to kind of crack that top 10 Just barely sure and i want to choose one here that was maybe a little more hipster than my other picks because as yes. you, as kent knows he's gonna know he's gonna you're know s- all mine you're speaking to my heart right now joel <laughs> <laughs> but this is one that was really a sleeper for me but i want more people to know about it and so therefore i'm gonna bring it up okay uh 2012 it's the innkeepers oh what
2: is so, this was the sleeper thing a, a pun is that what kind it? of because it's actually uh. takes
1: okay so here's the synopsis. During the final days at the Yankee Peddler Inn, two employees determined to reveal the hotel's haunted past begin to experience disturbing events as old guests check in for a stay. Are we reading these creepy lines? Everything's
2: creepy when you say it like that.
1: Well, I've got to because this is the last Halloween episode. We got to put a yeah. little more fear into it. Right. Directed
3: by Ty West, right? Yeah. Directed by Ty West, who I didn't recognize any he of He did House work. of the Devil, which yeah. came out last decade. Very creepy, very slow burn.
1: And this stars Sarah Paxton, uh, Pat Healy, and then Kelly McGillis yep. as a medium, which is kind of weird. So this one, it, like I said, this, this is a sleeper hit. And uh, let me give you a little insight into the way I used to work things. It used to be whenever the Halloween season came up, I would take all of the horror movies in my DVD Netflix queue. Oh, Joel and, still does DVD Netflix. I still do DVD Netflix. But back then, <laughs> back then crazy. what I would do is I would bump them all to the top. And then crank through as many horror movies as I could. Yeah. And it would be like, you know, I'd mail it off. Netflix would get it. I'd get it a day after that. So every three days I'd have a new movie. And then I'd stream in between. Joel, I can't remember the last time I touched a DVD. I have one in my bag. Oh, no, I can put that one out. Next <laughs> like that. But the movies you're getting on your list are like The Ring 3. <laughs> I don't put ones I don't want to see in there. It's oh, like love if one. someone says, hey, you need to see this movie, I'll be like, cool. I'll put up my queue and then I'll forget about it. Yeah. I literally, I'm not kidding when I say I have like 286 movies still in my DVD queue. <laughs> but that's not the point. <laughs> The point is, is that with this movie, sometimes the timing was off. And this movie actually arrived, this DVD actually arrived after Halloween was over, like the day after Halloween. And so I was already kind of out of the horror film mentality. I'd already cleaned up my, you know, cleaned up my decorations. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not really in the mood to watch a horror movie, but I'll sit down and give this one a shot. And
2: it was... (coughs) Terrifying. Can you describe it a so little Ken, bit? So, have you, you haven't seen this. I have. Yes. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, this it's one is a great movie.
1: This this one is like the, okay. So, the hotel's shutting the down.
2: Inkeeper.
1: It's like the last the last week. I think of this hotel is going to be open. It's this old hotel. It's been around, you know. So he's going to try and kill as
2: many people as possible.
1: And so they take uh, these two people, the, the two people, the basically two teen employees who are working there, decide they're going to spend the last couple nights since the hotel's basically empty, mm-hmm. kind of investigating, and because and there was a there was a suicide there, you know, years before, and they wanted to see the ghost.
2: PG 13? Uh, R,
1: actually. R, okay. okay. No wonder you like it. It's R, uh, <laughs> and I actually have some content here. So it's R for there are some F words and disturbing images. So this is one of Did I you want me to go play. to the parents guide? I, I, yeah, I was making I, I sale. So. Yeah. Uh, so this one, though, is one where I. It, it, it's not just about jump scares, there's a part in there when the jump scare happens and then it doesn't like normally it's a jump scare and it's gone mm-hmm. but it sticks around and so this terror just lingers and you're like "What? what is happening right now? What is happening right now? Like it was one of those moments where I kind of lost my breath for a second. Yeah. It was terrifying. And there's humor in this movie as well. It is. A lot more humor than I thought actually but then it has these genuinely creepy moments where I'm like this is, this is good but then you know not many people even knew about it. It only made I think it was uh, only made about a million dollars at the box office okay, and sure. almost cost a million dollars so Didn't do great, but if you want a a good scare, The Innkeepers. Great choice. I hope you do take at least a couple of these and watch them before the season's out, because it could be fun for you. Okay. Number nine for me is uh, one we talked about on Bacon Sale uh, a couple times when it came out and not really much since. uh, It's The Visit. Oh. So, and I say when it came out, it came out about the same time Bacon Sale started, but Was it that long ago? Yeah, 2015. Wow. So 2015, The Visit. Two siblings become increasingly frightened by their grandparents' disturbing behavior while visiting them the visit. on vacation.
2: I thought it was, I always had visitors in my head. The visit, no. Yeah, yeah it's visit. just The Visit. And this is directed by M. Night
1: Shyamalan when he finally decided to start put his name top billing again. <laughs> oh. Because really, for a while there, it was like After Earth, you didn't know it was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. No, no one really wanted to know. But... Before this one came out in 2015...
2: He's like, this movie isn't garbage. I'll put my name on it.
1: (laughs) His last good movie, I think, that he directed was The Village in 2004. Wow. So like 11 years. Yeah. I mean, he he produced and wrote Devil in 2010, which I think was actually good. Sure. But he didn't direct that one.
0: Why
3: do I just feel like I just picture a dirty diaper?
1: (laughs) Don't... (laughs) Don't give up too much. That scene is no, 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 so memorable. Yeah, Ugh. well, that's just it. So this movie... And it's not
3: even the worst part of the movie, oh, but... Oh, it's not. It's, it's what is I think not, but yeah. No,
1: no, but when I first saw this movie, I thought to myself, well, you know, it's not exactly a, a complete return to form, but it sounds like... It feels like M. Night Shyamalan's making a step in the right direction. Yes. And I think that's what, kind of what we all felt with this movie. In
3: fact, I think we went to go see this one together. We did, actually. And did I remember because... Uh, We saw this one with Emily, and then we did our Milan show. We did. We did episode 24, the M9 Shyamalan. We had... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hold on hold on pat myself on the back Joel can I pat you on the back yeah go for it okay you. Emily wherever you are Pats pat on, on the, the back, back Emily I remember because we were all afraid uh, some homeless people approached us after this movie that's right And we didn't trust anyone if anyone looked at us weird we didn't trust them we didn't yeah. even say I like witches or I like homeless people no usually you're just so embracing of homeless people though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just embrace them yeah so They're this,
1: like, this one on is was, this one is PG-13 uh, because of I think there's like one partial F word and some brief nudity and disturbing images uh, the, oh, the, the weird nudity. Yes. Yeah.
3: Uh, they're weird. They're weird. I mean, not the okay kind. But so this
1: one, this one, uh, I was gonna say, it's, it's a little. I wish they wouldn't have leaned on the found footage thing so much because that was more of a gimmick. They could have filmed this one a lot more straightforward, and I think it would have been better. You think? I think found, I think found so. footage on the visit. Yeah, the whole thing is found footage. Not, not because one, it's from the kid's perspective. This kid's an amateur photographer. Uh, but fact, no,
2: they go back and forth, though. He just no,
1: it's, nope. It's on. It's all through the camera. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that thing is you don't. It doesn't. It's not integral to the plot, but they use it as a gimmick to to move the thing forward. Without it, I don't think you could have got
3: one of the movie's best scares.
1: Well, okay, but to see that they could they could still do in my opinion they could have done a third person with some footage. Okay. Like they wouldn't have completely disregarded it. Right. Uh the 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 kid actor, the boy, I can't remember his name right now, he really annoyed me for the first half cuz he raps at the end and yeah, it's awful. He's kind of terrible, but then he grows on you, but I really was just like uh but this movie makes you uneasy almost the entire time. It doesn't, once again, doesn't rely on jump scares. There are some pretty darn effective ones. Yeah, there but are. One of the most terrifying scenes for me is, and this isn't a spoiler, but they're they're playing a game of hide and seek. Oh, under
2: the house. Under the house.
1: Yeah. And it just, the way
2: it's shot and the way it's acted, yeah. it, it haunted it's me. It's so uncomfortable. Yes. And you know, it becomes so much more creepy even after you find out after you finish the movie and yes. then you think back on what's happening down there and it's like ugh, yeah ugh. yeah and so the uh, weird
3: nudity too. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Is that the word the weird nudity? is <laughs> Right, right. So yeah, I don't want to give yeah. too much away about it because this it is one we to we're... talk about weird nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Let is... the record show. Well, come on. <laughs> this is yeah. definitely a movie where it's more fun if you don't know what's going on. but yeah. it's still fun even after. So I don't want don't, to. I don't want to spoil any of my movies. I'm going to be mentioning also, today.
3: I just think this is good. Obviously, we didn't expect anything from an M Night Shyamalan movie, and so we no. were all just so impressed.
1: Yeah, this is. I mean, this is it a just, full bacon sale
3: recommendation. Yes. Yeah. All three
2: of us go watch the visit. Okay. You need you need a good creep. And
1: in regard to creep factor. Definitely lower creep factor. Like we're talking, like you know, if you like scary movies, this one's not too,
2: not too hard. A that good way. jumpy movie, though.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's g- not, it's gonna it's be not graphic, graphic, and it's, no, it's
2: PG thirteen. Yes, yeah. but it's very effective. This yes,
1: could have gone on our gateway one, but we did say almost any night. Yeah, yeah it's, night it's a good gateway. Yeah, good. exactly. All right, guys. I'm gonna put down my fedora a little bit because oh, I'm yes. going hipster. Why are you wearing a fedora and not a shirt? It's just <laughs> weird. It's it's, just it's weird. the new thing
3: to do. Mm. There's suspenders right here. You I don't see know how you pop a collar when you're not wearing a shirt. But. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with a movie came out in 2016. It's called The Invitation. The Invitation. A man accepts an invitation to a dinner party oh. hosted by his ex-wife. An unsettling affair that reopens old wounds and creates new tensions. I see. Let me explain this a little bit further. So who's in this one? Uh, Logan Marshall Green, okay, who yep. I now think is the superior Tom Hardy. Oh wow! I just after upgrade, I'm the just upgrade so sold upgrade. on him, and he is great in this movie. So basically, you have him goes to see his ex-wife at a dinner party, and it's all these old friends haven't seen each other for two years, and it so they're all familiar.
2: I think I, I think I only saw the so this is for this, this but... is
3: on Netflix right now, and has been for a few years. That's where I saw it for the first time. Never saw it in the theaters. And so he goes, and all these friends are like, "Oh my gosh, it's been forever!" And they're really leery around each other because there was a there's a tragedy that happened. And you see his ex-wife who has a new boyfriend, and she's acting kind of weird. And everyone's like, "No, everyone's being really nice. Like, what a great dinner party, nothing strange here." And they show like this strange video, and you're like, "What am I watching? Is this like multi-level marketing right here?" Why did they yes, bring all these people to the dinner a party? Well and a mirror and a ladder and then yeah, strange, right? <laughs> Don't go to those dinner parties, right? But you see Logan Marshall Green as the only one who's willing to speak his mind in this situation. And he's like, this is weird. Why are these strange guests that none of us know here? Why is the door locked? What's going on here? And everyone's like, calm down. You've probably had too much to drink. He's like, no, no, no. I'm the only one with sense. And then the movie will kind of prove him wrong in many ways. Hmm. And it's just this weird... It proves him wrong? Unsettling slow burn, which... Obviously, I love and I profess to love. It's, the, it's a it's That's comfort- why he doesn't even treat his athlete's foot. He loves the slow burn. <laughs> the slow burn. <laughs> <sighs> it seethes. But it is... It was very gentle, Joel. It is. <laughs> <laughs> this is... It's hard to watch because you know something big will happen. But you almost don't care because it's like going to an awkward dinner party with friends.
2: I mean, it probably ends with a big axe and some death, you know, so...
3: You'll have to see. I will. Honestly, because it's very misleading. Maybe everybody hugs it out at the end. Maybe they do. Ah truthfully, I twist. I wouldn't have even minded Mm -hmm. if it went either way because of the the discomfort that this movie gives you. Hmm. And everyone in this house is like tiptoeing around just uncomfortable situations and you're like, People stop it. You're all being way too kind. Maybe at your own detriment. We'll see so yeah logan marshall green is fantastic in this movie the invitation the invitation it's on netflix right now it is rated r uh, if you were given a horror level here where are we at here this is one uh, one
1: being like you know like disney's should, halloween treat you need to do retroactive like, of this tens like uh, he's in the terrifying. pool with sharks like you oh yourself
3: if we're going great white
1: sharks if we're going no, no, here, no, i'm talking like movie stuff here like you know, terrifying, gonna stick with you forever is ten. Oh no, no, no. Like no. just oh, the I'm Halloween sorry. treat is one. You
3: you'll get to the end and you'll be like, What a cool concept. But this would probably be seven. Okay. It's a strong seven. Okay. But I, I loved it. 2016, The Invitation. Go see it on Netflix now. Okay. All right, my number eight number also came w- out in 2016. Did see this one in the theater, and I'll never forget it. Don't breathe. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Hoping to walk away with a massive fortune, a trio of thieves break into the house of a blind man who isn't as helpless as he seems. This one is directed by, uh, I think it's Fede Alvarez. He directed the Evil Dead remake, Mm -hmm. which I'm saying now is an honorable mention. Really? They did a really good job with the Evil Dead remake. Nothing like Evil Dead or Evil Dead Mm -hmm. 2. But man, that movie is is gory and they, they do a lot of crazy cool things. But... Don't Breathe stars uh, Jane Levy, Stephen Lang. Yeah. And Jake, have you seen this movie? You know, it's funny. I was just remembering scenes from it, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember watching the whole thing. So I must have caught bits of it at some point. It's not one that's going to stay with you. It's a really effective trailer. Oh, there's some things that will stick with you. Okay. There's a scene that almost kind of taints the entire experience because it's gross. Uh, Because it, it takes away from the movie. This movie is tension. 95 well, percent of the, the time The whole
1: point is is i mean i don't want to like the t- I don't it's spoil the title
3: it. don't breathe and you have this this blind man i mean it's it's in the synopsis yeah and he's looking for them basically yeah. it's like they're in this
1: house they, they, it's in the trailer so we could see yes. this it's these kids who break into this blind man's house they're in there and then all of a sudden, the blind man locks them in and he's hunting them Basically, and he has a dog and he has a dog and so they have he's to be very quiet serious
3: about it. And the yeah, dude is effective. The dude is. It's Stephen Lang, who yeah. you know from like Avatar. Yeah, he's like the shaved shaved head sergeant yeah.
1: in Avatar. But he really is terrifying. And Even this is, this about is a unique horror movie. Like, this is one that I didn't expect to be so caught up in the movie because
3: I really was. Yeah. And it's like, don't breathe. You hold your breath. You I do. do. I feel like this is the most suspenseful movie of the decade. I like, can see that. I was just. You know, heart in my throat. I was like, I "Can't, you know, I can't even function during this movie." And there's, there's a part that's just gross, but at the same time, oh, what this movie does with so little gore as well? Yeah, very little. Just very with little blood, or straight gore. emotions and darkness. And in fact, hey. the entire cast wore contact lenses, and and so in low light shots, they restricted it restricted everyone's vision, so it looked like they had dilated pupils. Um, but it restricted everyone's vision. so like they played the movie out wow, as if they're really reacting that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a few jump scares, but they're actually like earned and they have payoff, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. And they don't ruin the tension whatsoever, whereas usually jump scares are like, oh, 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 yeah, now I can laugh. Nope. This one, there's no relief. No relief until the end, essentially. And I would Because you had to pee the whole time? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. uh, this is a great party movie. Once again, watch this with <clears throat> new people. Maybe watch it, edit it because there's a scene, like I said.
1: And really like when I watched it, that one scene that that, that, you saw most of it, that one, there's one part apparently that it jumped over and I was like, oh, okay, good. And everyone will watch this
3: movie in complete silence. Yeah, because the tension. You is hope so high. the tension is so high. This is why you don't want. I feel like you even do- if they yell at the screen, they're like, "Why are you doing that?" They'll stop because they I, won't be able this to. This is speak. where you don't. You
1: don't want to have a Joker in the room when you do this. When it's like, "Ha ha, this is so ridiculous!" Right, everybody, and kill all the. Nobody tension. wants Jared Leto in the room. No, <laughs> nobody does. <laughs> Quotable quote: Not even Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh. oh, 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 oh. Slam. All right. My number eight, I am going, um,
3: my white guilt has got me, and so I'm going to choose <laughs> Get Out. <laughs> actually, it's, I don't think that is your white guilt. No, Because this movie actually says some different things than everyone expected. Okay. So here's the thing.
1: I was Number worried, what are you at? Somebody? Number eight. Eight. Uh, Get Out. I'll read the synopsis here. A young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend, where his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. Now, when I saw the trailer for this one, I was worried that this was going to be kind of a heavy-handed racial message, mm-hmm. like racial prejudice. Sure, the, the the message is definitely there, but it's not heavy-handed, mm-hmm. and it also mocks the people who act like self-righteous. Yes, like sure. oh, look how cool. like I would have voted for Obama twice if I could have. Like they, they repeat that through the movie because these you know they they Jordan Peele, right. he, he made the joke that like he hears that all the time that people will try to be overcompensating and in so in so much they're they kind of become more offensive. Yes. So I watched this one uh, when I, when I found out Jordan Peele was doing it. If you don't know, he's from Key and Peele, which is a comedy group. This is his first movie, his directorial debut, and he knocked it out of the park. Yes, he did. Because this movie is intense. It is it is captivating the whole time you're like what is going on? Like you just want to know what's happening beneath the surface. And I feel like Jordan Peele his his uh, style of comedy works so well with horror because it's all about the reveal. It's all about setup punchline. It's just a matter of you're getting a laugh or a scream. Mm-hmm. And there are there are parts of this movie that I remember seeing. Like it's on the trailer when he's the guy's running straight towards him and then he suddenly just turns left out of nowhere and it's like this uncomfortable moment. You're like, why why? Why did that happen? Yeah. And your brain doesn't quite understand it. And so you become fearful and uncomfortable. And it dwells on moments. It yeah, lets it, it lets you marinate for a long time in fear. This is, this is R-rated. There's 48 F-words in this movie. Uh, it's, on, That's it's on... It's on... Clear- a Tuesday. <laughs> disturbing Images. Uh, this is on Clearplay. It's an episode ben of Big <laughs> <Angel. laughs> Yes, exactly. But this was... Uh, it's... I like this one also because it was nominated for Best Picture and Best Original Screenplay. Like, it got some Academy love because horror movies don't usually get that. Yeah. And because it, it's not a traditional horror movie. But I do feel like... Like, I liked this movie. Genuinely. But I do feel like it almost got too much praise... Like, the people, the critics that they were mocking in this movie... Became the critics who overpraised this movie. Who were like, oh, we yeah. loved it. We, we loved it so much. Because it has, like, I think a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is, like, the highest of any other movie yeah. on here, which I thought was unusual. But it's almost kind of funny how, like, even the people that they're mocking still don't I want I think even crit- Jordan Pill has commented on that. Yeah? Yeah. He's like, people are afraid About the reception? It basically, yes. Yeah, because I'm not saying it was a perfect movie. I mean, it's my number eight. It's not my
3: number one, but... What's what's great about Jordan Pill is, like... He's a Twilight Zone fan. Obviously, he's narrating the new Twilight Zone series that no yeah. one watches. But he's taken those concepts to create a two-hour experience that yeah. is pretty unforgettable and strangely rewatchable. Yeah, yeah. Really? Then you watch it a second yeah. time and you're like, Oh, okay, this launch, is fun. But, yeah.
1: but yeah, and I feel like uh, Daniel Kaluuya, he I was not on board with him at first. I was like, Who is this guy? His, his performance was so wooden to me. But by the end, I was like, I'm in. I'm sold. This mm-hmm. guy's good. So I would like to see him do more than just uh, you know uh, Wakanda and
3: forever. It's the little details. <laughs> what that didn't satisfy? Yeah, yeah. it's the, There's so there's Easter eggs and little details in this movie that when you watch it a second or a third time, you're gonna yeah. catch on and be like, That's "That is cool. so clever." Yeah. So that was my number eight. My number seven is actually a horror comedy
1: from 2015. It's What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. I was waiting for this one. Really? Yeah. we well, we talked about this. Why one. the why the really?
2: Because it's a, No, it was a terrible movie. What? What we what we doing? The Shadows? Am I yeah. thinking of the right one? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm totally thinking of it. What did you think it was? The Tim Burton one with oh, uh, Dark, Dark shadows. shadows. Dark Shadows. Yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is about,
1: this is a mockumentary featuring three vampires, uh, Viago, Deacon, and, and Vladislav. And it's all about this kind of mockumentary about the life of a vampire just trying to make it in the
2: world today. No, that show is like a constant smirk.
3: It like, is. Yeah.
1: And it's it's directed by Jermaine Clement from uh, Flight of the Concords and Taika Waititi from Thor Ragnarok. So this one was funny because it was a short that they made, a little short mockumentary mm-hmm. that then became a movie. And then the movie was so successful, they decided to make a TV series about it. But it's just funny because, like, it's like these vampires, but they're all they're having the same issues. Like, they can't get into the clubs and stuff like that. Right. It's not as easy to find people, and they have the diff- they have all the different types of vampires. Whether you have like the old Nosferatu type, or the uh, Gary Oldman Dracula type, mm-hmm. or the modern vampire. Uh, this one is rated R. It's got about ten F words and some violence and nudity, mostly played for laughs. Like the violence is really kind of my life story. But uh, Clearplay didn't have it, but VidAngel does. Your life story it.
2: is that what you said. Played for laughs, La- violence. Yeah. Played for laughs,
1: but this is one where I, it wasn't nonstop laughs the entire time. But like Jacob said, I was smirking the whole time, and then I would I would chuckle it's, out loud. A it's of New times. Zealand comedy. Yeah, it's very specific. If you like brand. *Flight of the Concords, you're gonna like what we do in the shadows. Yeah. we talked about this on, on our vampire show that we did last year. As yeah, well. it was
3: bacon still approved. It was my number seven is from 2015, and it's *Green Room*. Really, I, I love loved that one. Was yeah, not Luke Picard not the Best Picture winner? It's the Best Picture uh, winner, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Go. Like, yeah. With Viggo Mortensen? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There is a book in the green room. <laughs> ah, yes. So a punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead this is, bar.
2: What number is this for you?
3: Number seven. Because I remember
2: after you watched it, I was like, is that any good? And you're like, it's pretty gritty.
3: It's really gritty. Yeah. This uh, made my top 10 of the year, I think top five of 2015, directed by Jeremy Sanier, who did Blue Ruin and stars Anton Yelchin. Patrick Stewart so yes John Luke Picard and Imogen Poots I love Imogen Poots you just like saying Imogen Poots Fomke
1: Jensen and Imogen Poots are like my favorite names to say can you say those over and over again three Franca, times Franco Potente Famke Jensen
3: Imogen Poots <laughs> I love that so much uh, Joel I feel like you haven't seen this movie no haven't but you told me about it when you saw it total recommendation it's gritty so so gritty so it really is like this punk band goes to play this gig at this bar where they realize there's a bunch of skinheads and they sing a song about how much they hate skinheads And they witness a crime and they trap themselves inside the green room. And so what you have is Patrick Stewart leading this group of neo-Nazis and they're going to kill him. And they're basically waiting him out, trying to get them out of this room. So it's an isolated movie. It's it's like a bottle episode. And it is really bloody. I mean, it's not bloody at all until it is. And you're like, oh, my word, what is happening here? Mm -hmm. It's this punk band who you're like, oh, they're all anarchists. You don't really care. But then you start to. And you're like, please get out. How can yeah. you escape? You know, there, there's everyone is against you at this point, and And it, it seems insurmountable. So, I mean, I, I don't want to use numbers because it might get confusing with the numbers of rankings. But let's go with high, medium, low here on intensity. High being really intense. And so we just being... talked about, I talked about don't breathe. And that, like, in, as far as intensity, that's a 10. And at this movie, at times, this would be a 9. As okay. far as intensity. So not horrifying. Like, this is not a horror film. But it's horrific to watch. Yeah, okay.
2: yeah. I was just gonna say, does it really count as horror? I didn't think oh, it t- would. Oh, totally. Just for, like for me, it's got the
3: green filter. This is one of the creepiest, as far as who real monsters are, okay, and how that you need to escape with your life. And it does play out a lot like a horror film, okay. Uh, and it's also kind of like the opposite of Don't Breathe. Like, there's no methodical like hiding in the dark. The baddies know like exactly where the protagonists are, and they're, they're just trying just, to get in. They're waiting him out. Oof. By the end of this movie, you makes you feel like you went for a run. Like you're just. Exhausted. Definitely mm-hmm. watch it if you haven't. Once again, not horror. This is straight thriller, but for me, this is a horror film. Okay. My, my favorite part is when uh, he teaches Jean luc Picard how to eat chicken, fried chicken oh, in the back mm-hmm. seat of the car. And then he teaches him how to write home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so wife. sweet. Yeah. It Best picture sweet. winner. <laughs> we're, t- we're talking about Green Book for, for those non nerds. Oscar <laughs> insight jokes. Uh, my number six is from 2011, Fright Night. The right. remake? Yes. Really? Well, the Ab- remake's better than the original. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, I guess the original has just this kind of campy quality that it's I love. It's so 80s. And so it is. The synopsis is, when a nice new neighbor moves in next door, Charlie discovers it's an ancient vampire who parades on the community. Can he save the neighborhood from the creature with the help of the famous vampire killer, Peter Vincent? Mm-hmm. I love when they end with questions in a synopsis. <laughs> yeah. So much like the 80s movie, where you have this dopey kid, who just really wants to meet a girl. There's a vampire that moves next door and he's like, I gotta save this town. And then in, in that version, uh, you have Roddy McDowell yeah. playing like this TV host of like late night horror. Mm-hmm. In this one, they they, they definitely modernize it. Yeah. In this one you have David Tennant, yes. the 10th doctor. Sorry, please don't turn off the show. <laughs> uh, he's playing a Chris Angel type magician and he's gonna help him fight the vampires. And it's all based on this like ruse, right? And so there's no way this kid and this scam artist are going to beat Colin Farrell, who is fantastic. He's a in this great. Movie he actually was it. really good in this. I, I didn't dislike this movie. I should clarify. Yeah, I saw this one, and I was like, I expect nothing. I love that 80s movie. It's one of the movies I watched dozens of times growing up. And I walked out of this movie just pleased as punch. Yeah. Like, the violence is great. The humor, it's not as funny as the 80s, but it, it works. Also, like, the setting. It's, like, in this... Like, it was made in 2011, so it's still, like, recession-era Nevada. Mm-hmm. And so there's, like, a suburban area, which is middle of nowhere, and a vampire partially, moves in next door. It's, like, partially developed. Yeah. No one's really there to protect anyone, and this vampire... He's more like a serial killer in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's absolutely terrifying. I would say this one has the best cast of any movie on my list, because okay. you have... Like I said, Anton Yelchin, Imogen Poots.
1: Imogen Poots in this one too?
3: Yeah. Yes. Colin Farrell, Tony Collette, and David Tennant. That's right, she isn't that. And also McLovin, if you want to bring that up. But you know
1: this. I was gonna say this would be probably medium intensity, I'd say. Yeah. Like this is this isn't really scary, scary, but it's got some parts that are jumpy.
3: Yeah, it's slightly more scary than it is funny, but it's it really does have a great mix. Yeah. Like I would say it's like a horror action comedy. And comedy definitely being the third on that list. Yeah. Because it is very action packed as well. Mm-hmm. But see this one. It far exceeds the original. Okay. Because there's nostalgic glasses and then there's just quality film. My number six this is going to be a hipster pick
1: to maybe the listener, but mm-hmm. not a hipster pick to you, King. Because I believe we've discussed this film before because it's Korean horror.
3: Yes. Wait, just- hold on. You're speaking my language. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs>
1: Go I mean, on. I watch the foreign movies. What are you talking about? Can you say the actual title in Korean? No, I cannot. Okay. Uh, but this is Train to Busan. Yes. Honestly, th- this was such a surprise to me because I haven't seen many Korean horror movies. And this one was one where it's a zombie movie. And, oh, I'll just read the synopsis here. While a zombie virus breaks out in South Korea, passengers struggle to survive on the train from, so- from Seoul to Busan. So literally, it's a zombie movie with people trapped on a train. Uh, this uh, stars Gong Yu, Zhong Yu Mi, and Ma Dong Siok. There you go. Well done. That was not well done. <laughs> it sounded... <laughs> uh, uh,
2: I was, I was I, convinced. I'm convinced, yeah. But
1: this is one of those surprisingly clean horror movies out there. Like, Explain. It's PG-13 zombie movie, and there is little to no language, and I think that maybe has one S word in it. So if That's zombies
3: it. are eating somebody, do you just not see it? Is it obscured?
1: It's not as, It's not gory. Like, There's definitely blood in here, and oh, man... The Korean zombies are creepy. They do this, like, jittery walk thing. They do a great job. And, and practical as well. Yeah, it's all practical effects. It's, like, contortionists and stuff like that. My wife could not take their walking because it's just... She doesn't like weird walking yeah. movies. That's one of her kind of fear triggers. But this was uh, surprisingly good. Like... I got to the end and I'm like, wow, there was emotion there. There was terror there. There's a sense of hopelessness. There's also a sense of hope. Like mm-hmm. they, they do this good job of manipulating you. And it's kind of this different zombie movie because yes, it's once again, people trapped, you know, with outside influences, but they're all trapped on this train together. Yeah. And I, this is one actually, this is on Netflix, by the way, I believe it still is. You can watch it streaming on Subtitles, Netflix. right? Subtitles, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, but Bob Bedore from QuickWits has said this is quote, one of his top 10 movies. And easily the hold best on, on. zombie movie. Movies. Movies period. Yes. yes. Which Bob, I was. Bob. I was on, surprised Bob. by that. <laughs> Bob. Come on now. But really I was I was Gosh surprised Father by how Bob. good it was. I don't know if I put it that good. But Train to Busan. If you're looking for a, a good. A solid PG-13 horror flick.
3: Uh, zombie flick. This is the one to watch. More intense than it is scary. And more yes. emotional than it is scary yes. as well. I this, think. Is, this is medium level intensity. Did you say
2: where this is available right now? Uh,
1: it's streaming on Netflix. Oh. At least last I saw it was that's where I watched it. I was mm-hmm. streaming on Netflix
3: not too long ago, but yeah, Train to Busan. Give it a chance. I was, I was talking before. to someone about this movie You're today. Busan, yeah, Busan, B U S A N. This I feel like this is the movie World War Z should have been, because yeah. it's like this isolated story that is is mm. really intense, and it just shows a group of people trying to survive. By the way, they're working on a sequel now yeah to World and War II. no nope, actually they cancelled that one <laughs> but to Train to Busan yeah
1: and apparently there was like an uh, animated prequel I think to this movie yes. or something mm-hmm. that was also very uh, critically uh, loved I haven't seen that one yet but mm. I, I, I was really intrigued by this I'd, I'd like to see more by this director Koreans make great horror yeah. honestly <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've seen uh, other Korean horror movie and food but anyway I have a few to recommend to you okay uh, we'll see if they're in clear play <laughs> My number five, we already talked about on the show, it's Tucker and Dell versus Evil. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That made my top five. Okay, because, I was wondering. Well, yeah. this, this was one where, uh, so this is, it turned the genre on its head because it's like every single horror movie, like, well, slasher movie, I should say, mm-hmm. you get these backwoods hillbillies that are stalking the kids and like warning yeah. them and, and creeping them out. And it's so fun to see that turned on its head with just perfect, if I may give a pun here, perfect execution.
2: Oh nice. I, I like, like that. Uh,
1: I do wish they wouldn't have given so much away in the trailer because I think the twist there, I watched it just again for before the show and twists are given away, deaths are given away, like the story is basically entirely there.
3: So I think it lessens the impact when you actually just see it on the screen. Just go
2: watch it. Do not get any any
3: yeah. spoiler. Yeah. Uh, Did you know the special features on the DVD if anyone still has a DVD? No, they actually just Joel. they show and Netflix. Uh, they show a short movie. And it's like I think it's like thirty minutes long, and it's the campers' experience. Huh. So you see it from their view. You oh, see the funny. horror film play out from that's their funny. view. That's fun. And I, I do feel like that the third act is a little weak. It
1: is when it they is. try to pull in action. I literally can't elements. remember it. It's not that good. But I they also, they also keep talking about making a sequel. It's been bounced around a couple of times. So I think it's a bad idea. Yeah, it's but this been. This movie actually years. bombed. Like of course it did. It was five million dollars for the budget. It only made four point seven million. And okay, so here's the thing. 4.7 million. Didn't even make its budget mm-hmm. back. 223,000 of that was domestic. It made four over 4 million worldwide.
2: Well, did they even put it in theaters then?
1: No, that's just it. The studio apparently didn't have enough faith in it. So it did like this limited release. But then it got kind of this worldwide publicity. And it became kind of this one that people would talk
3: about underground. So, yeah. And this would be one of those when Blockbuster is still around. You'd see on the, on the shelf. You'd be like, yep, that's what I'm watching this Friday. Yep. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. So there you go. There's my number five. We're in our top five already. Woo-hoo! My number five is the Vavich. <laughs> There's three V's in there There's now. There's only two. V-V-V-V-V-V. Yeah, the Vavich. It's a New England folktale. A family in 16. Uh, I should do it in New in New England speak. But yeah, please do. A family in Don't 1630s no. New, New England, England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. Uh, directed by Robert Eggers, this was his debut film. He's also doing the Lighthouse. I which him comes as out now. Cougar. <laughs> England Oh, Robert, right. whatever they start with E and the cast at this point I mean Anya Taylor-Joy a- Anya Taylor-Joy this is her first
1: movie oh was and this one? and she showcases the was entire the girl, she did Split as well she was the main girl
3: in Split yes and did a fantastic job in that and it's now just carried over yeah. and then it was in Glass but we don't want to talk about that no but anyway, so she she was a
2: blonde in The Vich right? yes and then but she's a brunette in Split you know, women can dye their hair, Jacob.
3: <laughs> has she been in anything else? <laughs> Hold on. That wasn't a different actress.
2: <laughs> I am. I'm catching up right now. I'm like, holy cow. Same, uh, she was girl. She was in a
3: movie called Morgan, and of... it's about this genetic experiment. She was actually bald in that, if you can believe it. And she was oh. a redhead. Now I'm one. more confused. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how people can modify no, simple things about themselves. No, she has a really unique face, and I, I hadn't put it together. Yeah, that's who that is. Yeah, yeah, but this was her first one, and this one came out at Sundance, and it took a year for them to finally release it everyone else i remember because emily she saw this one and she's like i saw the creepiest movie and i said that's cool it has no relevance to me because i don't i haven't even seen a trailer you know how it is yeah and then i saw it a year later and i said oh my gosh why didn't you tell me about this before and she did and yeah it absolutely chills me to the bone
1: this Uh, is is one that emily actually and you emily and you warned me against watching like joel
3: you're not going to like this like let's talk about this we've talked about the levels of fear in the show or the levels of intensity a lot of people like they like ghosts or people can deal with creepy stalker movies mm-hmm. people don't want to deal with demonic possessions or sighting don't want to mess with that this movie flashback to last week this movie is about satan. messes it messes <laughs> it's witches and satan, and so <laughs> it is one of those where like do you want to watch this in your home maybe not honestly right well but, but it should then, be seen
1: the funny thing was is both of you were like no joel don't watch it don't watch it don't watch did it did that back make in you two, want to watch back it in more? when it was it 2016 yes and now he owns and it and then all of a sudden with when we were doing our witch show kent's like you watch this now you watch it, <laughs> you watch <laughs> it and you like it. it's it's a witch show and it's called the witch." and then emily was like yeah you should watch it like you both turned against me i think you've both been possessed by Satan. Satan.
3: He's a he's a nice sight. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my go-to example of like slow burn horror. It's really all about the dark for- foreboding atmosphere and it feels like claustrophobic cuz the woods are all around. There's really no jump scares here. It's just the feeling of uh, and we talked about this. And I love that the family d- dynamics play out like the crucible, which we approved on the last show. Uh, just because there's there's the paranoia, there's the fear, and there's the yeah. poor decision making. Let's say that yeah. I
2: do want to clarify.
3: You can't have that if it's not if it's a horror movie.
2: You can't go without that, right? Yeah.
1: I, I do want to clarify that. I do think this is a well made movie, mm-hmm. meaning that I think that the acting was good. I think the cinematography was good. Their use of sound was spectacular. Yes, but I watched it on VidAngel. And it jumped over the most horrific scenes because the witch is apparently not wearing a lot wait, of clothes. Wait, wait. How would you describe that? Uh, kid? Creepy
3: nudity, actually. Yeah. Uh, creepy, off-putting nudity. Uh, weird is the word. Weird, weird nudity. nudity. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. There's like, many different genres, yeah. Jake.
1: <laughs> so, but the, the parts that I saw, it actually, I, I'm not saying I didn't like this movie because parts that I saw were well crafted. But it definitely, the editing had an impact here. It's kind of like
3: it's taking away the exclamation point. Yeah, you, you know, it's it like you're reading sentence. a sentence. You're like, I get it. That's a slow-moving sentence because it's such a slow movie. And then it's like exclamation is gone. Well, can I? I'll, I'll
1: just say this much. It, yes. it gets to the end of this movie, and it's building up to this thing, and crazy stuff happens. Yeah. And it gets to the end, and in my version, it gets w- crazy. It goes dark, and then it just the credits start rolling. And I was like, Yeah. And I was like, Wow, that's kind of an open ending. And then I went on IMDb, read the synopsis, and I'm like, Oh, that's why they cut out this part. And so then I had to talk to Kent and Emily. Please bless your soul, though, Joel, because you weren't <laughs>
3: exposed to the awfulness of what happened. You're you're more pure because you didn't see what happened. <laughs> well, and I'm I don't thankful. know I'd say that, but OK. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number four, speaking of Korean horror, I brought this one up a lot to Joel. No, I think, I, was talking I, about I, think I bring this movie up to Joel every other week. Well, you're not going to bring it up again, are you? It's not that one. Oh, okay. okay. Joel got real worried. Yeah, we brought this up on the show before. This one is from 2010, so right at the beginning of the decade. It's I saw the devil. That's
1: the one I didn't want you to bring up. Oh,
3: I can bring up dumplings. No, don't bring up dumplings. I thought it was dumplings. (laughs) No, no. You really didn't want me to bring up I saw the devil? Okay, so the way you described I saw the devil. So I'll give this real quick, and because I want to go more further into the plot, because this is basic. Right. A secret agent exacts revenge on a serial killer through a series of captures and releases. Did you say a secret agent? A secret agent. Okay secret uh, agent man. man
1: so this was one where you told me about it I remember we just started working together and you're like hi nice to meet you I'm Kent let me tell you about I saw the devil <laughs>
3: you're like, you saw the devil
1: and no, uh, it's, a, it's a movie but you told me about this movie in in Kent graphic detail as I call it <laughs> and I got I to the point he
2: told you about right away first time you met which one dumplings no not that one but then I, I, started getting, I think it was the same right? day you told me about both those movies oh I hope not but this
1: one actually kind of made me sick and then you sent me a clip and the clip was. I did? The clip was someone. Wrong with me? Hitting someone over the head uh-huh. in a car. Uh-huh. And I went, I don't like this at all. With a car? In a car. Oh, like they're sitting car. in a
3: car and. Hitchhiker. He, yeah. It's not it good. in the head. This movie shows everything. It's very rated R. In fact, this one was kind of NC 17 and they cut it back. Uh, it's directed by Ji Woon Kim. He did A Tale of Two Sisters, which was remade here in America as The Uninvited. Go see a Tale of Two Sisters. It's very, very good. Also, he did the good, the bad, and the weird, which is a fun Korean movie. And it stars Byung Hung Lee, who is in Magnificent 7, which came out a few years ago here, oh. Red 2, G.I. Joe 1 and 2 at Storm Shadow. Hmm. And also it stars So the, some of your favorite movies, just across the board. He's though. he's really good in it though. He's the secret agent. Hmm. And the killer in this movie, it's played by Min Sik Choi, and he was Old Boy, the original Old, old Boy, and he's also in Lucy hmm. with Scarlett Johansson. This story is for everyone who's ever thought like, let's say people listen to true crime podcasts and they said, if I got my hands on that killer, like, how would I react? How would I make them pay? How would I give them justice for what they did? This is that movie because someone gets to. I would turn them into the police so fast (laughs) and follow due process. (laughs) (laughs) But then you wouldn't have, I saw the devil, which has no satanic stuff in it at all. He's basically just
1: saying like, the whole point is that he saw the devil, meaning the devil inside someone and inside
3: himself because inside. It, it shows immediate revenge but it shows the actually the trouble of becoming what you hate because it is a cat and mouse game and you're not sure who's the cat and who's the mouse jerry he's he's the Jerry's cat the mouse tom's the cat and tom's a itchy, cat. yeah itchy and scratchy
1: uh itchy is uh the mouse scratchy is the cat I'm okay yeah. Sure. yeah yeah okay. Sure. thank you for
3: clearing that up like, i think so oh, do we need to go over say. that again you know i don't know if it's, please okay no but this is not for the faint of heart Uh, Only watch this if you can watch really stuff that's pretty violent. It's very... (laughs) Only watch this if you watch stuff you shouldn't watch. (laughs) If you've got a Kent heart, and by that I mean this cold chest cavity, which I think has kind of grown a little bit of a heart. I think so. I actually can't watch this movie anymore. I've seen it twice, and the second time I went, I'm good. Yeah. I'm really good. We're turning this off, girls. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is, it is such Two a... Two times w- in a row is plenty. <laughs> it is a <laughs> pizza movie night. Yeah, yeah. I saw Goddard. the devil.
1: <laughs> uh, my number four is actually uh, from 2012, and it's directed by Drew Goddard. Goddard. And it is The Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Yeah. It's a good choice. So once again, I, I feel like a lot of mine in my top 10 list are unconventional or turning the genre on its head. And Cabin in the Woods is just
3: that. We know this though. Like and horror. And just picks the darker, the better. <laughs> horror is great when something is added to it. Yeah. Like I always say comedy is great when it's part of another genre. Well,
1: you and I have watched so many yeah. horror movies that it's like more of the we same, know more this of the same. So when someone does something different, it's like, oh, this is fun. Totally. So the synopsis: Five friends go on a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. Which sounds exactly like every slasher movie ever. Yep. But then the thing that this movie does, which is what makes it
2: perfect, yeah, because it's Mm -hmm. like they
1: set it up as like, oh, this is a stereotypical slasher movie, and then they completely flip it, where it's just it's confusing at first, but you just got to hold on tight, pay attention, and all of a sudden you realize what's going on and this movie just completely eviscerates slasher movie archetypes like yes. just just tears them apart and it's just witty and and fun to watch Are you going to
3: spoil anything in it? Mm maybe not too much. Since it's it's a meta. Ago. Actually so how I explain it's this one meta. is think Scream and what it did for slasher movies of the 90s and yes. obviously 80s and 70s and how they played on the rules this one goes, okay, we're not only going to play on the serial killer or the slasher movies, we're going to play on the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, uh,
1: this was written, uh, Drew, Drew, I can't remember, is it Goddard or God, Goddard? Uh, Goddard. Yeah. Drew Goddard and Josh Wheaton. He what? actually wrote That No, something. we don't mention that name. This in was this the house. same year as Avengers,
3: by the way. It was, but it wasn't. I know, but that's it was I mean, made in, came out the it same, was, same year. It's it supposed to come out It's, in 2010. Out in it's had a delay, 2010. right? Yeah. Chris it, Hemsworth is in
1: this one. It's just kind of funny. He's to see He's in it this same before year.
3: he is cast as the Lord. I know, it's
1: kind of funny. Yeah. But So this one is fun because it, it uh, I and mean, This is definitely R. There's some nudity, uh, some F-words, tons of violence. By the way, not weird. Saying Yeah. Not weird. Uh, and it's on, <laughs> How would you this, describe that one? This one's on clear play, actually, but I just <laughs> shrugged my head. <laughs> so this one was one where I, I don't want to give too much away, but there is a scene at the end, near the end, I should say, when every horror fan probably just started squeeing with glee. Just <laughs> mm-hmm, because it is a smorgasbord of horror movie tropes all crammed into one scene like yes everything comes together almost every monster you can possibly imagine it is very
2: satisfying it
1: is so much in fun. like a
2: boyish sort of stupid way it's <laughs> but true. also if you're watching on a clear
1: play it jumped over most of it and so i actually went back and like turned off the filter like, as you should well, see that part because I knew it was. It's it was almost safe. like a
3: Kill Bill experience with the crazy eighty eights, where there's yeah. so much blood, it's cartoonish.
1: And it was. It's completely yeah.
3: cartoonish and over the top, and that's what makes it funny.
1: It's done. It's done almost for laughs, even though it's horrific. I almost mentioned a few of the parts because they're so good. Well, there's a
2: lot of laughs, so the tone in there is. It's not. It's not very serious. So you're yeah. like, oh, I, I know what's going on right now.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I. And then I have to admit, the first time I saw this movie, the ending did not please me. The final, the last part of it, I was like, I don't like the way that ended. I. I don't actually. Well, the more I've thought about it, I'm okay with it. I'm not. saying it's a good ending i'm saying Mm. you know what for what this movie is trying to be yeah it works but i wish i wish they would have gone somewhere else different but yeah cabin in the woods so good are we to our top
2: three and now for our final three
1: for the final three best horror movies of the last decade from 2010 to 2019 this is big this is big this is big. and that's why my number three i'm worried
3: piranha three double d that sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it's not. It's 3D not. is actually far superior. Yeah, the first movie in the series was really quite good. We're not talking about Piranha, though. <laughs> oh, we're not. No. Well, we like I want a kid's choices. <laughs> Jerry
1: O'Connell's in that movie. No, 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 no. <sighs> uh, my number three is actually Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ha! Huh. So this was one. You get, it's, it's, it's a huh.
3: He's wondering if it counts. Is no, it, it counts because based on some of the movies I've chosen, it counts. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, if I don't Green always think counts. of this as a horror. Well, horror like a sci-fi horror is like an umbrella
1: term, and this is like the subgenres. Okay, and this was one where I, I didn't. I, I thought Cloverfield was okay. I was. I wasn't. I really like it. I wasn't overwhelmed. I. I didn't love it. So then when I saw they were doing like both. a sequel called Ten Cloverfield Lane, I was like, "Well, announced two be months like? before it came out." Yeah. The trailer came out two months before this movie came out. And I remember the trailer. Cool. Yeah. The, the trailer, I was like, I like that this they screw good. around with stuff. And so, uh synopsis of T- 10 Cloverfield Lane. After getting in a car accident, a woman is held in a shelter with two men who claim the outside world is affected by a widespread chemical attack. And this is starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead, John Goodman, and John Gallagher Jr.
2: And that's basically it.
3: Man, this movie is effective. So this, would, elements of Hitchcock yeah oh it's very Hitchcock. which is oh, Hitchcock. overused obviously yeah. but still yeah.
1: but the best thing is this keeps you guessing like John Goodman is so good in this movie mm-hmm. because you well, don't know he carries know, the movie yeah. you don't know if he if there has been an attack or if he's just keeping her hostage and messing with her yes and you just keep going back and forth the whole time and then Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Mary Elizabeth Winston. Mary Elizabeth Winston, that's her name uh, she is just the greatest protagonist because you feel like you're her, you're like you're caught up in her emotions mm-hmm. as you go through this. And you're so trying to figure out what's going on the whole time. I love it. I love it. And uh, even the ending as, as it progresses, like it just, it builds to this amazing climax. And there's an ending that you kind of like, like makes you scratch your head a little bit, but almost like they didn't need to go there. No, but I'm okay that they did. As this movie has aged, mm-hmm. I've become more and more okay with it. By the way, do you know Damon Chazelle was going to direct this movie? What? Yeah. But then he dropped out because he got his funding for for Whiplash. Huh, because he got funding for Whiplash? Yeah, basically the funding came through for uh, Whiplash. I think That's everything been,
3: worked out because Dan Trachtenberg, who directed this one, yeah. his director, directorial debut. Yeah. yeah. This was his first movie. And like you said, this originally started as its own little. Uh, it was its own suspense movie. movie. Yeah, and then they said, "Oh, we can tie this into Cloverfield which franchise." Is un- which is yeah. unnecessary to tie it into that franchise,
1: but it's okay to tie it in. Well, well yes. I like it's a loose tie. It's not it like is. it's
2: an immediate sequel. It's just it's just
1: shared universe, yeah. which think, is interesting. J.J. Uh, Abrams, who was involved with this, said it was a spiritual sequel, meaning it just yeah, happens yeah. in the same universe, which I I'm okay with sequels like that. Yeah. So, Ten Cloverfield Lane kept me guessing the whole time. Uh, intensity level medium. Like this is unless. The thing is, some people get
3: scared by real-life situations. This is very real-life for a lot of This could scare some people. Because you get the hopeless feeling. The hopeless yeah, feeling do. more than anything. And then, uh, what uh, what is happening? Yeah. Is he right? Is, is he wrong? Yeah. And yeah. so, this is one where I think... Uh, I might almost almost call this a
1: gateway horror movie because it is this kind of weird, suspenseful movie that has this weird... Your kids
3: of, will love it. Uplifting kid? middle. No, come on. That is, it's too weak for them. This is mild for yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 10 Clover Lane is my number three. Okay. My number three, we've already talked about it, is Cabin in the Woods. Ah, This thing is... A I fr-
2: thought it was going to be too popular for man. you.
3: No, man. It's a friggin' masterpiece. It we is. got
2: pretty close on that.
3: Yeah. I almost, I almost read it with you, but instead of number four, it's my number three. Okay. You've already given every detail. But for me, the scene I was most gleeful in wasn't the end when it got really bloody. It was when they were in the artifact room. Oh, in yeah, the basement. Yeah, the too. basement is so great because you're looking around the room, and I almost just want to pause it every time and say, okay, this, so there's the box. There's a music chest. They're in a, a room,
1: they're in a room about to pick what kind of terror is going to befall them. Yes. And you you can tell by looking at the artifacts. And,
3: it, it's, and they're using artifacts, facsimiles of artifacts from other yeah. horror films we've seen. And based on what they choose, that will be their destruction. Yeah. I think that's the only spoiler I want to give there. And you're like, oh, no, no, choose that one. Oh, you are so close. And honestly, I was kind of disappointed with what they chose mm-hmm. based on how it played out. This is something I wish there was almost a alternate versions of the movie mm-hmm. so because I would like to what see what they chose. Yeah, what they cool. chose in being this isolated is like a incidents that, that like way, a near dark kind of video game of that. I would totally be down with that. That'd be fun. But yeah, and honestly, this is kind of a bad movie hiding under great commentary because it is a cheesy cabin in the woods movie. It is, mm-hmm. but the commentary around it and actually being explained to us mm-hmm. when you see the movie, you'll understand and showing other horror tropes as well from like Korea. From China, from Japan, from Europe. It's so much fun to watch. It is. Yeah. Oh, man, I love this movie so much. Cabin in the Woods. My number two is from 2013. We're ready. The Conjuring. Oh. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. Uh, Directed by James Wan, who did Saw, Insidious, Dead Silence. Not just did Saw. He created Created Saw Saw franchise. That movie launched him. I mean, without that idea... Uh, who knows where he'd be? Still in Australia yeah. making small films. Yeah. But it launched him and became its own separate monster. But that first movie is kind of really smart. Right. Uh, and then Insidious, which I would say Conjuring kind of borrowed the tone of, but really went serious with it. Which, came, which came first, Insidious or Conjuring? Ins- Insidious. That it was Conjuring. Now I got to look it up. Sorry. I just wondered about that. Yeah. Look it up. This one stars uh, Patrick Wilson, who also stars in Insidious mm-hmm. and Vera Farmiga. Both great roles. Ooh, and
1: Cities with 2010.
3: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it preceded this movie by a couple of years. And Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, they are kind of the tie that binds. And granted, I even hate to mention that because of what's become of the Conjuring Universe. The darkest chapter in the conjuring universe. Like yeah. they keep going through that and they're they're watering the brand down. But yeah. the mythology of a haunted house movie, it's good enough. Yeah. But then you bring in these based on real people ghost investigators demonologists if you will yeah that's what makes this movie more than yeah the scares here are certified they, they are, are actually really scary very scary like even if it's like the clap game the hide and clap yeah Ugh. or things above a dresser or the, the basement music box. the music box there's so much here things you see out of the corner of your eye it plays on horror tropes that we know but it does it better. It adds, yeah. adds a little yeah. something extra. Well, to this the is the one that
2: transitioned from
3: CGI heavy yes. for
2: for horror, mm-hmm. right? To practical. Back yes. To practical. Totally. A lot of practical so you see, action. you see it in the trailer, and you are like, "Oh my gosh, that's not like a computer generated ghost, Like right. What was that? That looked real.
3: Yeah, actress actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, the James Wan he has a specific eye, and like the camera work here, he's a cyclops. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very one very specific eye. Okay. And the camera work is inventive as far as horror films go like there's a scene where one of the younger girls looks under the bed because she hears a sound and the camera spins Ooh. as she looks over the bed after that and it kind of it's a disconcerting but you're like I've never seen that done in any movie and so what he does is he creates a whole new vision Except while feeling well he does that after but while feeling like a 70s movie yeah so oh man this one is absolutely great and terrifying terrifying yeah so that is my number two okay
1: Conjuring my number two is Season of the Witch starring Nicolas Cage. I knew it. <laughs> I knew if you gave it a week, love it. you'd love it. I love, love it now. It. No, Kent, my number two is The Conjuring. Of course it is. We match! Hold on. Finger boop. boop, And we need a high five Finger because rooped. you went for the high five. And Finger right. boop and a high five. So that's, well, We're I was winners so today. Double week. victory. This, not since The Ring have I encountered terror that I encountered in The Conjuring. Yeah. Like it I, only I, took I, you 11 years. It did. Because the thing is, I watch a lot of horror movies. And so I'm like, yeah, this is scary, but it doesn't really stick with me. This one haunted me. It's because you haven't seen The Witch. But this one is like, I saw The Witch. man, unedited. it. Well, yeah, but it's basically the same movie, J.
3: It's different. But it's not what what Ken says. This one is accessible, but terrifying like The Ring. It it does have that. Oh, yes. It is accessible. here's
1: Here's the thing, though. This one is rated R, but there's no sex. There is no nudity. Right. There is no f words. So did the Kent fall asleep? There's yeah. One, dang it. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's one s word I think, and there's very little violence. Then why is it rated R? Because of children, child peril. Children are in danger, and so the MPAA says this is rated R automatically. Yeah. Because I actually had my fil- my default filters on, mm-hmm. and my my movie kept playing, and I'm like, I'm not seeing any skips, and there's no mutes. Like, what's going on They're here? Like, what kind of child peril do you want to see? Light, medium, or <laughs> extreme? You no. Know, the Motion Picture <laughs> Association hates it when when children are in mortal danger. Yes. And because well obviously it's very intense for people to see so they mm-hmm. want to bump that up but this is like I don't know this was such a clean horror movie that I was surprised by how clean it was yeah um, but this is so so scary like there, once again just like the innkeepers there's parts where the the jump scare quote unquote happens and then it lingers on it and you yes. get like the full body chills like goosebumps all over the place and it's terrifying but the reason I think this movie works is because like you said you have uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga playing Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. And they, it's like they make you feel safe. They do, and that's just even it. Even when terrifying things are happening. like It's like going into a haunted house and holding like your parents' hand back in the day where you're like, I'm going to be okay because they're here, even though you're scared. Same with this one. They have this moral center of Ed and Lorraine Warren that make you feel like I'm going to be okay even though the world is falling apart around mm-hmm. me. And that's why I think this movie impressed me so much because there was that
3: hopelessness but then there was the hope. You yes. can still see the light at the end of the tunnel. And even the, the layers here. And granted, it was diluted later. But starting the movie with Annabelle's eye. Yeah. And kind of panning out. And then these scared people telling the Warrens about their story with Annabelle. Yeah. Granted, it's not the same doll, obviously. But it's so effective. And mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie except for one scary scene. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's a scary. Good, that's a good psychological analysis, Joel,
1: honestly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. thought about this a lot. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about The Conjuring 2, by the way? Because I, I, I would put it almost on the same level, to be honest. But I didn't want to put two Conjuring movies It's a half 10. grade below. But it's still quite good. The Conjuring yeah. 2 has some really good movies. I think by the end it becomes an action movie a little bit, which ruins it. Yes, but like the, the Bill Wilkins stuff and all that, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Quite creepy. The, the Crooked Man was also very creepy.
3: Yeah, a little more CG, unfortunately, but even though it wasn't. Apparently. But at the same
1: time, that was one of the scenes that kept going, and I'm like, this, the fear should end now. How come it's not ending? But The Conjuring 2 is one where I read the story behind it, the true story, much less frightening, and so oh, kind of less far a movie. less creepy. Like there they, was no basement. They, well, they, they play up The Conjuring too Is mm-hmm. like this you know, these girls are being attacked and possessed, and, and there's something they're Is it the in are Isn't the mom.
2: House. Okay, never mind. I'm but not then, gonna ask but then in the real Spoilers. story,
1: they, I looked at the pictures because they had the real life pictures of The Conjuring too. I looked at it and I'm like, well, that's not even real. Like, it was kind of just all faked, but, man, nah. Well, I mean, scary well, movies. Like it's they're like they're making like a
3: movie based on a true story. Like yeah.
1: 3%. So, Kent, before we jump to our number
3: one, do you want to give your honorable mentions? I do. I have quite a few, Ooh. so I'll go through them really quick. Get out, a quiet place. Let me in. Scream 4. Surprising. I know. Wow. The Ritual, which is on well, Netflix. Scream 4 came out when? 2011. Wow. You quiet By the way, place, place not make your top 10? It it was like my, it was like right there. And I was like, mm, I love you, but I'm going to hold you back. All right. Uh, the Ritual on Netflix, Evil Dead, Paranormal Activity 3, which came out at the beginning of the decade. Three? You're giving three an honorable Dude, mention? I think three rocks. It's the 1980s one. Yeah, I think it Yeah, I rocks. remember which one that is. It's actually the <laughs> scariest for me. Really? Yeah. Based on what they pull off, so good. Hmm. Uh, the Last Exorcism. Okay. The Visit Insidious Babadook and The Autopsy of Jane Doe Babadook. all of these I would recommend I also oh, wow. I also have a bunch that I would like to okay go quick.
1: ahead so from Thanks 2010 sir. I picked Insidious The Crazies Devil and The Wolfman actually The Wolfman the, the remake with Benicio del Toro surprisingly good like I, mm. I was not expecting much maybe my expectations were really low but okay. I ended up being like oh, I think I fine. expected better and it let me down yeah uh, from 2013 World War Z and Warm Bodies I was like yeah fun for the zombie genre 2014 Babadook the Baba Duck. Baba Duck. Duck yeah. Uh number two thousand fifteen, I actually gave Crimson Peak an honorable mention. Yeah. Great. Movie. Along with the Final Girls, Krampus and and Goosebumps. Uh 2016, I gave Don't Breathe. There you go. Nice. Uh Conjuring Two I already talked about and Split. Uh 2017, I gave It an Alien Covenant. Uh, Alien Covenant. Interesting choice. I didn't like really? I didn't like Prometheus, but I liked Alien Covenant. Yeah, me too. It was it was effective. Yeah. Uh, and then 2018 i gave it to upgrade although calling it a horror movie almost feels like a spoiler kind of yeah thing. yes because it's, it's weird and also just the i want to talk about some of the bad ones like obviously i brought up uh <clears throat> season of the witch red riding hood oh yeah haunting, yeah. haunting in connecticut 2 Colin ghost, ghost of, of georgia,
0: georgia. <laughs> the worst, worst geog- title ever the
1: geography is terrible uh the predator and then winchester surprisingly disappointing mm-hmm.
2: yeah do you so, guys see uh oculus Yes, yeah. I like Oculus yeah, quite a bit. That, yeah. I, I was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. I liked it until the end, and then I kind of went, eh, seems like
1: a cop-out. Mm. But I liked it until that point. The, the movie, that I can't movie, remember the ending. Oculus, I never remember the endings of Oculus, uh, it's about a haunted mirror, and it preyed on my fears of not knowing reality from fantasy, like when you start to not know what's real and what's mm-hmm, not. Mm-hmm. And it definitely preyed on that for most of the movie.
3: Yeah. So. And yeah, I'm, afraid it's, of, it's unsettling. I'm afraid of mirrors in the dark. Yeah. I always walk by and say, Bloody Mary, be gone. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> and I'm old. Uh, so, Kent,
1: who's going to give the number one first? I feel like I should. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Because uh, we've already kind of mentioned it. I know what it is. I know it's Midsummer. It's Boo to A Medea
2: Halloween.
3: <laughs> Finally! You see the movie we begged you I'm for two to years to watch. watch. Wait, did you
2: guys choose the same one? No, no, we didn't. Okay, because, because there is one that you're missing, and I didn't say anything just in case.
1: Because my my number one is actually A Quiet Place. Yes, and that is why I saved it, because I knew, knew Joel would put this He high. knew I'd go straight forward right down the middle, but the truth is... We've talked about this episode... or We've talked about uh, this movie on episode 225, episode 193, episode 187. I'm sorry. Every other week. We're I'm sorry. sorry. It's just... It's a good... well, It's a well-made movie and it, it really did feel unique to me. So once again, the synopsis. In a post-apocalyptic world, a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing. Now, not only is this one a PG-13 horror movie... There's no sex, no nudity, no gory violence, but there's also barely any language, meaning I'm not talking offensive language. I'm talking barely any words. Yes. The people that wrote this movie, they were big fans of the silent era, and I appreciate that because I'm a fan of silent film. And so seeing it play out the way they did in in a family drama that just happens to have aliens involved Mm -hmm. was so thrilling to me. It was so intense. Like, I I had white knuckles going on, like, as I was gripping my seat and, like, parts where I was not breathing. I didn't want to make a noise. Like, I was
3: caught up in this movie. So, yes. Would you recommend people, because obviously they're watching it at home in their home theater, hopefully, a big enough screen, and it's like, great scary sound. I watch it on their phone, you know, with their headphones on. Uh, No, please no. (laughs) Would you recommend this is like a party movie or just a solo experience? Because I feel like there's (sighs) both. Like I actually like some scary movies by myself so I can feel creeped out and I can control the environment, meaning no one opening candy wrappers, eating popcorn or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say because if you get the right crowd, this
1: is going to be super effective mm-hmm. but one bad egg in that crowd one, hey, one hey, heckler stop being friends with bad eggs okay yeah but yeah. that's going to ruin it <laughs> like i watched this just me and my wife and it was awesome just to watch this movie together because it is it's a story of a husband and wife trying to protect their family mm-hmm. and me and my wife are like just holding each other just being like ah. let's go hug our kids yeah
0: oh i did yeah. after i gave Course all you my did. kids
1: hugs but uh this one was actually going to be kind of tied into the cloverfield franchise but they decided to keep it separate. And I'm very glad Thank they did. Goodness. They are doing a sequel, which
2: I'm
3: Next kind of year. worried
1: about.
2: Because this was one of those movies that I went. This is shared universe sequel, though. Not direct, right? I don't know. No, Emily Blunt is
3: in this movie. Yeah. Mm. But
1: she could be coming in and just kind of passing off her knowledge and moving on. She's got the shotgun. She's ready to go. Yeah. But I think that this is one movie that even if you're not a horror. You gave this as a gateway horror movie. Yeah. Because even if you're not a horror fan, this, like I said, it's a family drama that just happens to have... Instead of protecting your family from evil influences, it's protecting your family from literal evil. Like, yeah. Well, not evil even, just monsters, creatures, animals. Creatures. So yeah. The I, danger outside. I, I, I wanted to go first because so we were talking about place. it so much. Okay. It's a quiet place. We've given it so much love this season, and I apologize, but I like it.
3: I've never talked about my number one before. Lies. For a couple weeks. It's hereditary from 2018. <laughs> <laughs> now wait, 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 wait. You didn't even give Midsummer a honorable mention. Oh, I should, I should. But Midsummer, and I know we say this a lot on this show. It's almost not horror because I was debating because I, it's when you, unsettling. I, I was trying to guess what your number one was, and I was like, it's got to be one of those two. Midsummer gave me a nervous stomach ache. Okay, this one chilled me to my hereditary berry bones. Yes, hereditary. Uh, this one I'll never be able to forget. Midsummer, there are parts I'd rather forget about. Okay, hereditary won't let me. So. A grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences. That's all you get in the synopsis. That's a little light. Super vague. But if you pull it apart, they say a grieving family. This movie is about grief for most of it. Someone died. Let's go to their funeral. Things are weird. Okay, well, let's just deal. Filmed in Utah. Maybe someone else dies. Yeah, and they actually chose Utah because they say the mountains are like ominous and foreboding. And it also feels peaceful. Oh. Okay. It's basically like your conjuring review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie, it feels like an indie movie. So Tony Collette, Gabriel Byrne in this movie, Millie Shapiro and Alex Wolf. fantastic cast. And sometimes for the wrong reasons, like Millie Shapiro, is terrifying looking. And I'm gonna say that not to judge her because they purposely She's a do girl, that. Little Kent. No, but they make her this, this character that you're going. I've seen this movie before mm-hmm. I know what to expect and the movie goes oh yeah have you seen this movie before mm-hmm. you haven't and then the movie slows down even after some of the craziest scenes that you may see in a horror movie that once again you'll never forget about the the, the acting by itself mm-hmm. even not seeing someone scream it, it still haunts me to my core uh, and then, of course, it is one of these, like I've explained, the slow burn where the last 10 minutes you're going, what happened? <laughs> why are we, why do we go from zero to 100 all of a sudden? Right. And, Joel, you have yet to see this one. So this is one. I'm where, waiting for the right environment, well, honestly. You and Emily both, once again, warned me to not watch this <laughs> I one. I like it. we like trying to protect you. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, just watch
1: it. But then, you know, you know this, Kent. I was at a car repair shop. And I was bored. And I thought... And my wife actually said, she's like, I don't want you to watch that movie in this house. Like yeah. she, she she, read something that turned her really off to it. Mm-hmm. So then I was in the car dealership, and, or, or not dealership, but a repair shop. And I'm sitting there just waiting in the shop. And I was like, I'm bored. I'm going to look up the synopsis. So I read the synopsis of Hereditary. The whole movie synopsis. The whole okay. movie synopsis. And I have to admit, Kent, that there were a couple jaw-dropping moments... Even reading ...just it. reading the synopsis. And I was like, oh my gosh, what... Why why would that happen and then i got i got surprised by that a parts and then other parts like it, it was affecting me even though i was just reading the words and i was like i don't understand this i have to look up a clip so i looked up a clip uh of a couple parts mm. and I'm once sorry. again no here's the thing it was effective even in those two to three minute clips that i was watching. wow like i watched two or three clips just to figure out what it meant
2: what episode was it we were just we were talking about this not too long ago on hereditary yeah i don't remember But just kind of rears its ugly head. It does. does. Well, I mean, same with Quiet Place, right? I mean, these are movies you guys love. So, I mean, they have to circle back. But even
1: then, I was going to say it was effective and I was impressed. Even in those short clips, I was impressed with the acting, specifically the acting Mm -hmm. and just the unique tone that the movie had. Yes. Not to say I ever want to watch it in its entirety because
2: I felt icky for like the whole day. The descriptions I've read didn't seem icky. It just felt kind of like
3: uncomfortable you'll you'll feel icky i saw this one twice and once again the second time i said i regret this choice (laughs) (laughs) but i still did but it's it's your number
1: one yeah sorry (laughs) kids you gotta sit here
3: and watch it girls we're turning this one off too i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) well we watched the special features after watching the movie Mm -hmm. it makes sense but like you're never sure in this movie and like spoiler aside you're not sure if it's psychological horror creeper horror or supernatural horror like you're going where are you going with this? Because there's so many different avenues that it's taking you because it really it's, it's about human suffering outside of the horror. And you're like watching this family go through this is hard to watch. And it feels like mm-hmm. I shouldn't be watching it. And they have this motif where you see mini homes, like a little figurines, doll dollhouses. dollhouses essentially that Tony Collette's character creates. And the movie starts that way. You're looking into the home as if it's a dollhouse and it becomes real and you're going, I shouldn't be watching this. I feel like I'm a voyeur in a horrifying experience and now it affects you as the viewer. Hmm. And just like the scares are so emotionally justified. It's absolutely horrific. This one jarred me more than anything I've seen this past decade. And boy, it's it's a horror masterpiece and it's a one time watch. We covered, especially with honorable mentions and whatnot, like we covered the gamut of the past past decade and like you're saying, Joel. You thought that this decade would be like, yeah, there are five good ones from the last decade. There's so much in the past 10 years. I was surprised. How well do you think it compares to the decade before? Uh, that's honestly. An- that's another show, Jacob. Early 2000s. Maybe we'll do another yeah. show about It's amazing, especially with the J-horror elements. that yes. did yeah. become diluted, but at the same time, it's it's a pretty fair fight. I'd, mm. I'd be happy.
1: Let us know if you want us to do this again. Uh, yeah. Like these types of shows where we do the decade countdown. Now, and also let us know if there's any I mean we, I think we ran basically every horror exactly. movie the yeah. thing, but if we missed your favorite or didn't give it enough love, let us know. Let us know on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram where we are, and uh, we appreciate your feedback. We really do. Yeah.
2: And you'll have a nice countdown list, listener, so that you can go I mean you'll have to hurry. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, this guys, week,
3: listen. Guys, this is this is the last episode of Halloween. We've had a good time. A great time. A horrific time, if yes. you will. And we're going to have another good
1: time, you know, next season. We just have to prepare and get our stuff uh, ready It's a then. whole year away, though. It'll come, Kent. It'll
3: and I come. want to watch more scary movies and be ruined <laughs> inside. No, it's time for Thanksgiving.
1: Uh, okay. I'm Thanksgiving grateful show. for that. Ten best Thanksgiving movies, am I right? I can think of one. I got two. <laughs> Uh, pieces of April and it'll, and, uh, it'll be a short show. Dan in real life. And, no, no. Oh, that's another one. Yeah. Uh, Plain series automobiles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. I think Emily did a whole post about that. But before we go, we want to give some love to our patrons. Specifically, we want to give love to the I'm the listener tier, including Infendio Radio Steve Peacock, Braden Winterton, Spencer Larson, The Listener, Crew Dutler, Terry Findlay, a more civilized podcast, Stephen Ross and Adrian Gray, Listener Emeritus. So great. We also want to give love to our baking council, including Mots Mudro, Ryan Farron, Chris Anderson, and Nicole D. Hale. Thank you for being patrons, and honestly, thank you so much for your support. We really do appreciate it. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 786Joel on Twitter, because I am not suspended anymore. Or you can find Welcome me, back, by thank the you. way. Yeah. Uh, was it? Are you enjoying that? I don't get on as much anymore.
2: They kind of now. broke my habit. Yeah.
1: Uh, or you can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center, including November 16th on Quickwits. We're Bacon all going to be there. We will. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com
3: or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, you can find it at ShowtimeShowdown.com.
2: You can find me on Twitter at Jacob a. Rogers and Bacon Sale on Twitter and on Instagram at Bacon Sale. You can find our merchandise store, tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. And as Joel just thanked our patrons, you can come and be a patron to support us as well. We really, really do appreciate you. Patron.com slash Bacon Sale. So until next time, uh, girls, we got to turn off this podcast. Let's get this started. Ave Are first. we gonna count how many kissograms you were sent this week? Oh. If you learned anything from Bacon
3: Cell this year, let that be it.
1: I am sound, I am thunder. Ave sound. Ave sound. Ave sound,
0: sound.
1: De- decade dance. De- decade dance. <laughs> decade dance. Decade Scary dance. Decade
3: Dance. Horror edition.
0: Decade dance.
3: If this, if this is your <laughs> <if this laughs> time. There's some blood and guts yes, that will really thrill you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. dance! <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember how
2: I did it now. Dicky <laughs> dance! It was higher than that? That was pretty high. Dicky <laughs> dance! You haven't been to places I've been to, Joel. Why are you wearing
1: a fedora and not a shirt? It's just weird. <laughs> You're speaking to my heart right now, Joel. Comfort. That's why he doesn't even treat
2: his athlete's foot. He loves the slow burn.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the slow burn. <laughs> uh.
2: And or a weird nudity psh. from Kim. Okay, let's play hide and seek. <laughs> well, Nobody wants Jared Leto in the room. No, my white guilt
1: has got me. Imogen Poots. I love Imogen Poots. You just like saying Imogen Poots. Fomke Jensen and Imogen Poots are like my favorite names to say. Can you say those over and over again? Three Franca, times. Franca Potente, Fomke Jensen, Imogen Poots.
2: Wait, so she, she was a blonde in The Vidge, right? Yes. And then, but she's a brunette in Split. You know, women can dye their hair, Jacob. I think you've both been possessed by Satan.
3: Uh, weird is the word. Weird. Please bless your soul, though. Every other week. Well, you're not gonna bring it up again, are you? It's not that one. Oh, okay. okay. Joel got real worried. Yeah, we brought I this up on the show before. This one is from 2010, so right at the beginning of the decade. It's I saw the devil. That's the
1: one I didn't want you to bring up. Oh,
3: I can bring Whoa. up dumplings. No, don't bring up dumplings. <laughs> I thought it was dumplings. No. <laughs> Secret uh, Agent, Agent Man. Man
1: hi nice to meet you i'm kent let me tell you about i saw the devil <laughs> kent graphic detail as i call it i would
3: turn them into the police so fast <laughs> and follow due process if you've got <laughs> a kent heart and by that i mean this cold chest cavity which i think is kind of growing a little bit of a heart yeah. i'm really good we're turning this off girls All finger right. boob and a high five Here. what kind of child peril do you want to see the fear should end now. How come it's not ending? I love you, but I'm going to hold you back. I feel icky for like the whole day. I said, I regret this choice. Mm. <laughs> but I
2: still did
1: But it's, it's so your number one. Yeah. I sorry, regret. kids. You got to sit here and watch it. <laughs> Girls, we're turning this one off too. I'm sorry.
2: It's a perfect jingle. a perfect jingle.
0: Vacation ride. <laughs> come oh, around talk it <laughs> over. <laughs>
2: So many things that I want to say. You know, I like my Joel a little bit. What? Stronger. (laughs) What?